Well, unless you have completely checked out over the last three days, as I did, you certainly have heard by now that Donald Trump claims he will be arrested tomorrow. There has never been an arrest or indictment of a sitting or former president in the United States. If Trump is right, if he's telling the truth slash correctly informed, which is still a question mark, this will be one of the biggest news stories in decades in the United States and the world, quite frankly, as the globe waits to see, will Trump be even potentially held accountable for any of the myriad things that he did while he was president and in the lead up during the 2016 campaign? Where do we even start? Well, let's start with how this all started with Donald Trump's outrageous all caps posts riddled with grammatical and spelling errors to his social media platform, Truth Social. Call it whatever the hell you want. Look at the news. And, And it is news, quite frankly, that Donald Trump predicted his arrest on that platform. Let's go right into it. And again, if you're not, if you're listening, these are these messages are in all capital letters, which I think is just another one of these little details. Let's get right into it. Quote, our nation is now third world and dying. The American dream is dead. The radical left anarchists have stolen our presidential election and with it, the heart of our our country. I'm reading it as written. Trump writing Stalin, of course, a famous German Christmas bread riddled with nuts, spices, as well as candied or dried fruit. The anarchists have stolen our presidential election and with it the heart of our our country. American patriots are being arrested and held in captivity like animals, while criminals and leftist thugs are allowed to roam the streets. That's not true. Killing and burning with no retribution. That's a lie. Millions are flooding through our open borders and the wrong borders, spelling borders like if you were a border at a boarding house, many from prisons and mental institutions. That is also a lie. The crime and inflation are destroying our very way of life. Now, illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan district attorney's office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime. Well, the violent crime rate is higher in Oklahoma City than it is in New York City. But why let the facts get in the way of a good all caps rant? Trump continuing and whose leader is funded by George Soros indicate that with no crime being able to be proven and based on an old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. I know that that's an incoherent word salad, but Trump is saying they're going to arrest him tomorrow. Protest, take our nation back, Trump's Trump demands, and then continuing the calls for protest and what is increasingly concerningly going to be a violent protest, which we know Trump supporters are capable of. Remember, January 6th, Trump posting more quote, it's time. We are a nation in steep decline, being led into World War Three by a crooked politician who doesn't even know he's alive, but who is surrounded by evil and sinister people who, based on their actions on defunding the police, there has been no defunding, destroying our military. The military is fine. Open borders. The borders are not open and no voter ID. Well, voter ID depends on each state inflation, which is down raising taxes. Biden hasn't done that and much more. 
can only hate our now failing USA. We just can't allow this anymore. They're killing our nation as we sit back and watch. We must save America. Protest, protest, protest. And then finally, continuing this morning with these all caps tirades, quote, the lead prosecutor for the corrupt Manhattan DA's office worked as a lawyer for crooked Hillary Clinton and her law firm left this Democrat firm with others to volunteer to, quote, get Donald Trump at the DA's office for free. He quit in a huff when DA Bragg said there was no case here. He then unethically and illegally wrote and published a book about the case while it was going on. This is unheard of stuff. The case is now completely compromised. And reports are that Mark Pomerantz is in trouble. This is all wild stuff. So let me break it down for you in, in with clear terms. No president has ever been arrested nor indicted. Trump claims he will become the first tomorrow. There have been two American presidents subjected to criminal investigations. Those were Richard Nixon and yes, Donald Trump. Nixon, of course, resigned from the presidency before he could be impeached over the Watergate scandal. And that involved the break in at the Democratic National Committee headquarters and the attempts, of course, to cover it up. Nixon was never indicted and uh, Trump may be indicted. Trump could also be wrong and Trump could also be lying. I believe that this, if it happens politically, will make Trump stronger, except if there are more indictments. I don't believe this case, which is about Stormy Daniels, is the strongest case against Trump. However, it's possible, as we've said before, that prosecutors are saying to themselves, I have a case. I have a case against Trump, but I don't want to be the first to indict, not the first to indict Trump, the first to indict any former president. So we may have at the federal level, we may have in Georgia, we may have the Tish James uh, uh, investigation. Remember, this is another investigation. They may be waiting for another indictment first to then say, now I'm ready. I didn't have the testicular fortitude, ovarian fortitude, whatever term you want to use to be the first to indict Trump. But I am certainly willing to be second or third. And this may be when the levy breaks for our Led Zeppelin fans. Um, and in that case, I think it will weaken Trump if it just overwhelms him with criminal cases. However, I think if this is the only indictment, it will galvanize Trump's supporters and help him in his Republican primary. We will get to that later. Let's next talk about how will MAGA react if Donald Trump is arrested. Donald Trump claims he will be arrested tomorrow. Will he? I don't know. Is Trump lying? Maybe. Is Trump confused? Possibly. Often is the case. But if Trump is indicted, if Trump is arrested, what will be the reaction from MAGAs? Well, here are the five reactions I expect. Number one, we've already seen this one. Investigators already resigned because there was no case. So you know that this case is bogus. Wrong. Didn't happen. We covered this at the time. The truth is that investigators resigned because they came to believe, even though we are finding evidence against Trump, we don't believe there's any real willingness to indict him. So we're wasting our time. The right wingers are defending Trump by saying 
investigators resigned because there was no evidence. The truth is investigators resigned because there was evidence, but they thought it was all for nothing because nobody would actually indict Trump. If Trump is indicted, they will have been wrong, but it is a lie that is being told. That's reaction number one. The investigators already decided there was no case. No, they did not. Number two, and they're already saying this, the focus really should be on Hunter Biden. And there's a few different versions of this defense. And one is they are arresting Trump to distract from Hunter Biden. Makes no sense whatsoever. The, the legal the, the bodies that are investigating Hunter Biden uh, are not are are not necessarily the ones that would be indicting Trump or arresting Trump. Complete fabrication. No evidence whatsoever. Response number three from the MAGAs. Democrats are doing this because Trump is surging against Biden in the 2024 polls. Er, wrong. We actually need only look at the polling to figure this out. And consistently, Ron DeSantis is stronger against Biden than is Trump. So the facts conflict. We have a new uh, Emerson College poll, highly rated pollster, which says Biden is losing to DeSantis, but leading Trump. Well, that doesn't really go with what Trump is claiming. We have a um, we have a Quinnipiac University poll, which finds that Biden leads DeSantis by only one, but leads Trump by four. So this is another claim that they are making. Democrats are doing this because Trump is getting so strong in the polling, they need to do something to hurt him. No, in fact, it is DeSantis who is stronger in the polling. Number four, they will say, and they already did this over the weekend on Newsmax and elsewhere. This is evidence of the two tier justice system, one system of justice for Republicans and one system of justice for Democrats Er, wrong. There is a two tier justice system, but it is that for the rich who can negotiate their surrenders without having to be handcuffed and all these things. And then everybody else. We have a two tier justice system, but it is not Republicans and Democrats. And then lastly, number five defense is these charges related to the Stormy Daniels hush money are very, very weak. I actually agree with that defense. My hope is, as I said in the last segment, that this is just the beginning and that the levy will break with these charges if indeed they are coming. We don't know that for sure. And that then other prosecutors federally, maybe in Georgia, which I believe is actually the strongest case in Georgia, other charges will come forward and that this will only be the beginning. But I agree, actually, with the MAGAs. The Stormy Daniels situation is not the strongest set of facts for an arrest and indictment against Donald Trump. So those are the five defenses that I expect, many of which inversions we are already seeing. Let's take a quick break. And after the break, we will talk about some of the other aspects of this. They're talking about George Soros, or I should say George Soros, as they often I don't know why the, the people who really don't like George Soros seem unable to say his last name correctly. Uh, and so many other things. Stay with us on what could be the eve of an historic day of a historic day of both potentially uh, on The David Pakman Show, YouTube.com slash The David Pakman Show. Make sure you're subscribed, folks. One of our sponsors today is Fume. Fume's mission is to help people cut out the bad habits. Fume is not a vape. 
There's no nicotine. Fume is a wooden, non-electric device that delivers plant-flavored air and gives you something to do with your hands. That's it. Instead of pods filled with potentially harmful chemicals like a vape, Fume uses cores infused with plants like peppermint and cinnamon for a delicious, satisfying sensation that really is powerful. It has an adjustable airflow dial, a magnetic end cap, so it always gives your fingers something to do. People trying to conquer bad habits know exactly how important those factors are. Sometimes you have to replace a negative habit with a benign one to accomplish your goal. Read the reviews online. Thousands of people are talking about how fume is the perfect alternative for that hand to mouth fixation. Head over to tryfume.com and use the code Pacman to save 10% when you get the journey pack, which comes with the device and three flavors. That's tryfume.com. Code Pacman saves you 10% on the journey pack. The info is in the podcast notes. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you to make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like managing finances with a partner without conflict, making a balanced budget, boosting your credit score, saving more money for retirement, all sorts of really useful topics. Most people in the audience know I'm a big financial literacy advocate. I can tell you Nerd Wallet does a fantastic job here. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. As many of my viewers and listeners, of course, know, I have many family members who work in the field of mental health, and I think one of the most important things that we can do is to both increase access and reduce stigma when it comes to mental health services. And that's why I am thrilled that one of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it is 100 percent online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists, an important word, therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. You answer a few questions about your needs and your preferences and BetterHelp will match you with a therapist that meets your needs. You can then talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable. Could be text, could be chat, phone, video call. You can message your therapist anytime. You can schedule live sessions when it's convenient. And if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but it's on your schedule and it's at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Pacman. That's BetterHelp.com slash Pacman for 10% off your first month. The link is in the podcast notes. The David Pakman Show is a viewer and listener supported program. I implore you to support the work that we do if you find it worthwhile. Otherwise, don't worry about it. If you hate this, by no means should you support it. But if you do find this worthwhile, sign up at joinpacman.com. Very quick, very easy, cheap, and comes with great benefits, strong perks which you can read about at joinpacman.com. Let's take a brief break from the potentially uh, impending arrest of failed former President Donald Trump to talk about why the modern American right wing 
loves authoritarianism and authoritarian leaders. You know, it's important to contextualize phenomena that we observe in the modern world. One such phenomena is indeed one such phenomenon is that modern Republicans and right wingers and MAGA Trumpists and and so on just seem to have a real soft spot for increasingly authoritarian policies and declarations. Why is this and how did this come to be? First and foremost, when we talk about authoritarianism at its core, what we're talking about is a political system in which the government has massive amounts of power and authority over its citizens. It's a system that values control over freedom and it relies on obedience and compliance from the population. Why? Does that sound weird when we think about Republicans? Well, it sounds weird because it's the opposite of what they claim. Republicans have claimed for a long time and still do that they're about freedom and liberty and not regulating people and not regulating corporations. And yet they abandon those principles immediately when the outcomes would conflict with their worldview. And they also seem to glamorize the authoritarian leaders of other countries. And this includes under MAGA Trumpism, everybody from uh, Putin and Duterte to Bolsonaro and Orban and so many others, Erdogan and many others that we've talked about. So why is it that so many modern right wingers are attracted to this type of system? There are a few reasons, and it's a combination of fear based motivation, ignorance. Now, some of you might just say dumb schmucks. Okay. I'm being a little more respectful and I'm saying ignorance of facts and a desperate desire for power. Those are the three aspects that I would point to. And we can talk about each of these. Let's first talk about fear. Fear based politics works much better with Republicans as your targets. And when I say target, let's be honest. Republican voters are the targets of Republican elected officials. Republican elected officials have accurately assessed that in part because of what have been quite frankly called brain differences in right wingers, as well as uh, sort of value systems. Right wingers are very afraid of change. They're very afraid of others. They're afraid of difference. And so it's really effective to use authoritarianism as a way to maintain control even if they want freedom and liberty, because you tell them as a right winger, as a right wing elected official, folks, all these things you're afraid of, Twitter censoring conservatives and brown people storming the border and uh, uh, in, in, what does Trump call them? Insane asylums emptying out into the United States and immigrants taking your jobs and China taking your stuff and whatever. In order to get them to agree to the authoritarianism, you say, I will use the authoritarianism to uh, help protect you from all these things I have made you afraid of. So fear gets them to go with the authoritarianism, even when they say, I like freedom, I like liberty. Secondly, there's ignorance. Okay. (laughs) I know people are going to find this offensive to some degree. The MAGAs will find this offensive. There are a lot of these folks, particularly Trump's followers, that don't know what is happening. And so when they are told, hey, you know what? I can fix this thing I've made you afraid of if you just give me the power to do Y. I'll protect you from X if you give me the power to do Y. They don't understand that it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. I will protect you from China by passing tariffs. Well, 
but the tariffs are paid by American companies. They don't know. So they go, yes, protect us from China by passing the tariffs or I will protect you from brown people raping women and children and taking your jobs with a wall. Sure, that yeah sounds like that'll work. I will support you because of that. And so ignorance allows the authoritarianism to grow and grow and grow. And then thirdly, and I think sort of, uh, uh, you know, finally here is the desire for power. The right sees many of these authoritarian leaders and ideas as a way to gain and maintain power over others, a power which they feel justified in wanting because they believe that they are morally correct and correct on policy and whatever the case may be. They believe we would be the ones in charge under such a system. We would rather freedom and liberty. We would. But everything other than what we believe in is really dangerous and we're scared of it and it's whatever. And so since we would be the ones in power, then it's okay to impose this authoritarianism and uh, that 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 is the way that it would ultimately stay. Now, these are generalizations. Not all right wingers are attracted to authoritarianism. The ones that are might only be motivated by fear and their ignorance rather than desire for power. Or maybe it's desire for power and fear. And they're not really ignorant, but they've just miscalculated in some way. This is why the American right wing overall, on average, is attracted to authoritarianism. And then you have two more elements to this. Yes, there's the double standard. OK, they claim to be about small government, except when they say, oh, no, 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 the government needs to tell Twitter exactly what to do. Wait, I thought you were against regulation. Yeah, but except when they're censoring conservatives on Twitter. But are they? No, but that doesn't matter. They've already bought into that. So there's the double standard. And then secondly, I think in this kind of addendum, it's also important to understand the connection between right wingers supporting authoritarianism and populist rhetoric. And I've spoken before about how populism is not a set of policies. It is a rhetoric and it's a way of talking to people. There is left wing populism and right wing populism. And again, some people go, no, there isn't, David. There is populist rhetoric from the right and left. The populist rhetoric from the right is often used to justify horrible things, right? Bernie and Tucker Carlson will both say the middle class has been screwed and passed over and not helped the way it should have been in this country for a long time. Great. A lot of people will agree with that. Tucker will say, and so to protect you from that, we have to keep the dirty, poor immigrants out and prevent Antifa from taking your house or whatever the case may be. That's important not to ignore which is that much of the support for its authoritarianism from the right has come on the heels of populist rhetoric from right wing heroes, heroes to them like Tucker and Trump and others. That's my sense of the love affair with authoritarianism in the modern American right wing. I welcome your comments uh, to go beyond that. Let me know in an email. Let me know in a comment. We'll do a follow up soon. The Number one puppet master, and this is really their word, not mine, that is now being blamed not only for orchestrating Trump's possible arrest happening Tuesday, but also Ron DeSantis's campaign is this might not come as a surprise. The nearly 100 year old Jewish man, George Soros. I know. How could he be controlling everything? How could he be so effective? It doesn't make any sense. Well, 
This is where they're going. We already have multiple clips from the past few days where on Fox News and elsewhere, the right is already starting to say Soros is involved in what may be the arrest of Trump. Here's one clip from I believe this is the weekend Fox and Friends, uh, March 19th. Yeah, I believe this is the weekend Fox and Friends talking about how Soros and globalists must be to blame here. So let me ask you the question. How many black lives have you sacrificed under a higher crime city with increased murder rates to devote a limited number of resources to the priority of pursuing a weak case against Donald Trump? How many black lives was this political stunt worth? What you learn from the left is that they don't really care about black lives or the working class or the poor. Uh, You know, this is a George Soros funded D.A., and he has to pay his master back. And this is exactly what his master folks. This is. Oh, my goodness. Oh, just overtly copying the anti-Semitic rhetoric of the it's the Jewish master who must be paid. He wants money, that money grubbing. Ninety something year old multi-billionaire George Soros. Wait, that does that make doesn't matter. This is the story. George Soros and so many of those uh, radicals on the left want to have happen to Donald Trump. They want to put an end to him. Um, You know, George Soros, a globalist. No question that Donald Trump and his ideas, which are now being. Yeah. Globalist, internationalist. Trotskyite socialist, Sean like Obama, Trudeau, Macron. There it is. And by the way, we'll get to what Alex Jones thinks about all this a little bit later. Marjorie Taylor Greene also invoking George Soros. They're all on message. You've got to hand it to them. It is a war. It's a political war. Um, and that is what they've waged against President Trump, his administration, his staff, his supporters, and anyone that aligns himself with MAGA. And what this DA, this Manhattan DA is talking about doing He is serving his master, who is George Soros. There it is. I mean, folks, it's quite literally the same language. This is Marjorie Taylor Greene on Pillow TV. Earlier, it was, you know, the weekend second stringers on Fox and Friends. They are on message. That is for damn sure. And the Democrat Party and the globalist elites that do not care about America, they don't care about Americans anymore. They see Trump as their number one enemy. And MAGA is the force that they have to take out. And that is why this D.A. is considering indicting President Trump. All right. So Soros and the globalists are the ones responsible. But it's not just for Trump's arrest. They are also claiming that Soros is responsible for Ron DeSantis's potential candidacy, which hasn't even started yet. There's a handful of these I could play but I will only play one. This is just a random person waiting in line at Trump's recent event in Iowa, bringing up, oh, no, no, Soros is behind DeSantis. Is anybody talking about any other person for president other than Donald J. Trump? Any other names? No, no, no. I think I talking about DeSantis, but I hope not. No, no, no. Soros money. Soros money. Yeah. There you go. Soros money is behind DeSantis as well. So this is there's a lot of scholarship about this. And just to be like completely accurate, let me just say 92 years old. OK, so he's not quite yet approaching 100, but he's he's in his 90s. The idea behind the Soros conspiracy theories, 
the person doing it isn't necessarily intending to promote anti-Semitism. They may not even really understand the whole backstory, but we have to be realistic. And George Soros's Jewish identity is widely known. And the origins of many of these conspiracies are linked to those who understand and are aware. Now, I know some of you will say, well, some of these people don't necessarily know that Soros is Jewish. I I grant you that. But it's still important to understand that the Soros conspiracy theories are inextricably linked in um, to very well-known anti-Semitic tropes. Like, for example, Soros rich Jewish guy controlling banking or controlling media or working to destabilize a country or working to infiltrate modern society with Marxism or whatever the case may be. And it all goes back to those anti-Semitic tropes that many of us know all too well. Uh, And it's important to understand sort of like the genesis of that. So Soros really a busy guy now at 92 uh, involved in DeSantis's campaign and Trump's arrest and all of it. The question next becomes whatever it is that these right wingers believe about the possible arrest of Donald Trump, are they going to riot? We know that Trump supporters are willing to commit great acts of heinous violence in the name of Trump. How do we know that? Because they did it on January 6, 2021, and hundreds of their cases are still being adjudicated and sentences are being handed out. So immediately the concern has been, are they going to riot tomorrow if Trump is arrested? Are they going to riot? Are they going to protest Trump calling for them to protest, protest, protest Trump saying it is time. It is time to, quote, take our nation back. When his followers try to take things, it often gets very, very ugly. Business Insider reporting Trump issued a siren call for his supporters to protest and take our nation back. He made the call after claiming without evidence that he will be arrested Tuesday. His lawyers said they have no knowledge of the impending arrest. And increasingly, there is this question as to whether they will become violent. Will they become violent? The Manhattan district attorney says, and this is weirdly cut off, and I apologize, that attempts to intimidate his office will not be tolerated after Donald Trump calls for protest. Alvin Bragg sought to reassure staffers that they will indeed be safe. Here is my thought on this. I am maintaining cautious optimism that Trump's followers won't riot if he's arrested at least not in New York City. They may riot somewhere, but but at least not in New York City. And here's a couple different logistical things. New York City is not a hotbed for Trump support, particularly not Manhattan, where presumably this arrest and indictment will take will take place. Um, Many of these folks would have to go to Manhattan in order to riot in Manhattan, the site of Trump's arrest, if it happens there. And quite frankly, it's kind of expensive to get over those bridges. And next thing you know, they'll be paying, what, 15 bucks to come into the city and then 70 bucks to park during the day. And I'm hoping, quite frankly, this may be naive, but I'm hoping that the financial um, element of this will be a deterrent for them to come and actually protest and become violent in Manhattan. So first of all, hopefully that doesn't happen and hopefully it doesn't happen at all. Now, that being said, it is possible that they will do something they may go to Mar-a-Lago as a as a sign of support. And so hopefully like that wouldn't get violent. But of course, going to Mar-a-Lago when Trump's in New York for the arrest, I don't know, is that I, maybe it's hard to know what will sort of pacify these folks. Maybe they will go to Washington, D.C. Not completely clear to me, but I think 
at this point, I don't have too much to say other than I hope and am cautiously optimistic that there will not be another horrifying anti-American, anti-democratic, anti-law and order day of rioting like there was on January 6, 2021. Let me know in the comments on Instagram, on YouTube, send an email info at davidpackman.com. Do you expect rioting if Trump is arrested? And if it happens, will MAGA just say it wasn't them, it was BLM or some other trope that they'll pull out the way they did on January 6th? Let me know what you think. One of our sponsors is Helix Sleep. I have been sleeping on a Helix mattress at home for years now. I couldn't be more happy with it. I recommend it to everybody. The other day, even though she's not allowed in the big bed, I put my baby daughter on the mattress and even she loved it. Helix Sleep is the premium mattress brand offering tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. Take the Helix Sleep quiz. It asks you about your body type, your sleeping position. Do you get hot at night? Do you have back pain? And then Helix will match you with the mattress that's perfect for you. Most people don't know where to begin when shopping for a mattress, including me. Helix makes it simple and less risky because you know you're getting a mattress that fits your needs. It ships free. You can try it for 100 nights to see if you like it. And it comes with a 10 or 15 year warranty. Unlike many mattress companies, all Helix mattresses are made in the USA by a skilled production team. So you are supporting good jobs. Helix Sleep is giving my audience up to 20% off plus two free pillows. What other mattress company is going to give you 20% off? Go to helixsleep.com slash Pacman. That's H E L I X sleep.com slash Pacman for up to 20% off and two free pillows. The link is in the podcast notes. As I've mentioned before, I supplement my diet with vitamins every day. I've tried different methods. None have been simpler or more cost effective than just a daily scoop of AG one from our sponsor, Athletic Greens. With the one scoop, I get the 75 high quality vitamins and minerals from whole food sources that I want. I'm covered for the day. I'm not messing around with different vitamin capsules. And then some have 200 and some have 180. So they run out at different times. And it's a mess. It's a mess. This is simple. The taste is good. You can put it in water, juice or shakes. Each serving is under three bucks a day. Compare that to what all of the individual supplements would cost you. And it just makes sense. Simplify your life by starting the day with a scoop of 75 high quality nutrients. When you go to athleticgreens.com slash Pacman, you'll get a free year supply of vitamin D. I've talked about vitamin D before and five free travel packs of AG1. That's athleticgreens.com slash Pacman. The link is in the podcast notes. I want to look at a few clips from an event that took place in South Carolina over the weekend. The event is called Vision 24, the National Conservative Forum. A couple of interesting speakers there. We will get to Nikki Haley, who spoke there. But I want to start with Tulsi Gabbard. Now, Tulsi Gabbard is someone who started as a Democratic congresswoman who ran for president back in 2020. Extraordinarily transparent grifter, which unfortunately some in my audience and in in, uh, left wing media fell 
for hook, line and sinker. But she is no longer a Democrat and she now promotes anti-vax and she promotes all sorts of crazy stuff. The grift is up, except it kind of has only just started because everything Tulsi is doing is her most direct path to making money. And I'll explain that in a moment. But Tulsi Gabbard spoke at this conservative forum. And I have to tell you, she is truly a sick person in this first clip. Tulsi revives the completely debunked notion of Democrats supporting abortion after birth, or as you and I might call it, the killing of children. This is, of course, not true. It's been widely debunked. Let's look at what Tulsi now has the audacity to say. Remember, this was the last real liberal, according to some on on the left. Celebrate. I couldn't believe it when I saw it in this last State of the Union speech how many members of Congress are walking around with a big abortion pin on their suit jacket. Right. Incredible that they feel a need to support that to show that they support women's rights to make medical decisions in the context of a Supreme Court and a Republican Party that is hell bent on attacking that right. But shocking that Democrats would show that, hey, we support women's rights not just advocating for, but celebrating abortion on depend on demand without exception all the way up until birth or even after birth, normalizing infanticide. We've seen this in places like New York and in other states. What? So this this is straight up untrue. So let's break it down into two parts until birth and then after birth, even until birth is very deceptive. And I'll explain to you why so-called late term abortions, right? The kind that would need to be approved under special circumstances in many state laws are extraordinarily rare. Republicans continue doing this thing where they love to pretend you can be, you know, 37 and a half weeks pregnant and show up and say, you know what? I'd like to end the pregnancy. OBGYNs have extensively testified under oath that it doesn't happen and that if it did, it wouldn't be something that ninety nine point nine percent of OBGYNs would even do. These are extremely rare situations that in almost every case relate to extreme circumstances, things that are discovered about the health of the fetus or the or the health of the mother. It is insanely rare. Under one percent of abortions are performed after 21 weeks, never mind 32 weeks, 34 weeks, the way these people want to talk about insanely rare. And the idea of, eh, you know what? My due dates next week. I think I want an abortion. Almost imaginary. Beyond that, this entire afterbirth abortion. I mean, just it's, it's completely flat fabricated. And Tulsi, of all people, is now going with it. Just disgusting person, truly disgusting person that she has debased herself in this way. Then she does the elitist cabal stuff. She's buying into that as well. When you look at the Democratic Party of today, it is a party that is controlled by this elitist cabal of warmongers that has been and continues to be led by the queen of warmongers herself, Hillary Clinton. Right. It's true. The applause delayed there. People are like, wait, Hillary, the warmonger, what? And who they when you look at their policies, they are driven by this 
uh, motivation of cowardly wokeness. They are such cowards and bloodthirsty warmongers. Wait, but they're they're, they're cowards and they're war. It doesn't make sense. Now, why is she doing this? I hate to, to say that it's this simple, but I I believe this is this is probably it. This is how she maximizes her income. OK, she's got a podcast and she gets paid to speak and she's a Fox News contributor. Tulsi Gabbard made, I believe at the time that she was a member of Congress, I think the salary was one hundred and seventy four thousand a year. She did this run for president, total failure. She got what? One percent of the vote? Zero. I don't even she was polling one or two percent. And I don't know that anybody voted for her. Totally failed. Not remotely a a, a progressive um, platform in reality. So now she's done the thing where she becomes right wing. The left left me. The Democratic Party has failed me. So that's an appealing product. And that's what it is. It's a product. The former left winger, who, by the way, wasn't really left. So she starts doing speaking gigs for what, you know, based on her notoriety. This is a very rough guess, but she could probably get between 12 and 25,000 per speaking gig if she has a good speaking agent. Um, The podcast, you know, it doesn't seem like a huge podcast, but it might net her like low six figures. And then she's a Fox News contributor, probably also like a low six figure deal. So that's the grift. She and these are super rough estimates. She's probably making half a million bucks a year. It might be 250. It might be 600 or 650. Something like that. This is the most lucrative way to productize herself, to turn herself into the commodity of the former Democrat who's willing to go and talk about how vaccines are bad and trans is bad and abortion is bad and on and on and on. If she remains a Democrat, no one listens to her podcast. It's not a good podcast. If she's a Democrat, she doesn't get any of these speaking gigs because the right is much more interested in funding. Oh, the former Democrat. And if she's a Democrat, she almost certainly doesn't get uh, the Fox News uh, contributorship. And but when I say if she's a Democrat, I mean, if she continues to be at least claiming to be on the left, she could have uh, you know, nominally remained a Democrat and done basically the same stuff. So it's it's the grift. And this is what Tulsi is doing. And to the extent that she's like, what's best for myself personally? I get it. It's just pretty disgustingly overtly a grift. And this is where we end up. Uh, Tulsi saying Democrats want to do abortion after birth. Also at the Vision 24 National Conservative Forum was Nikki Haley, 2024 Republican presidential wannabe. She didn't make any sense. She actually seems completely unable or unwilling to explain why she's running and uh, to really uh, I mean, the, the, I don't if she is auditioning to be Trump's VP, that I understand. If she is auditioning to become the next Tulsi, right, who gets a gig on Fox News and, you know, a podcast or something, then maybe it makes sense. But she seems visibly confused by every question. Here she is saying our kids must say the Pledge of Allegiance. Our kids need to be saying the Pledge of Allegiance when they start their day so that they know to love America. Uh Uh-huh. Nikki Haley, who is an advocate of freedom and liberty, 
is demanding that children be forced to recite a pledge of allegiance to the flag. And that will make them love America freedom to be forced by schools to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Huh? It's kind of kind of interesting. Doesn't really make a lot of sense, does it? Uh, Nikki Haley claims that 90 percent of American children are now under critical race theory. They're under it. I think she means under the regime of it or something. Listen to this. What would you have to say about the wokeism that's infiltrating the school systems? 90 percent of our American kids are now under critical race theory. <laughs> they and used to be over it. Then they were alongside it. And now they are crushed beneath its weight. What that means is if a little girl goes into kindergarten, if she's white, you're telling her she's bad. If she's brown or black, you're telling her she's never going to be good enough and she's always going to be a victim. <laughs> I missed that kindergarten class. I would like to speak to the kindergarten teacher that is teaching that. And that's wrong. The idea that we are. It's also not happening. Biding our children based on race, based on religion, based on all of these things. That's not what was supposed to happen. You have. We talked about the. Yeah, I would love for someone to ask Nikki Haley to define critical race theory and also maybe to define wokeness. What she says is happening in kindergarten is not happening, period. It's just not happening. And she is doing the sort of Youngkin thing where she's against woke and she's against CRT and she wants the pledge taught. Oh, right. But what like what would be the top tax rate under your presidency? I don't know. That's policy. I don't deal with that. One more clip from Nikki Haley's appearance. This one is about uh, parents' rights and schools. It's the same nonsense that they're now obsessing over. The problem is these school bureaucrats have decided parents can't do their job. So they now suddenly think they have to go and infiltrate everything that they think should be taught to our kids. We are still the parents. We have to fight for our kids. We have one job. And that's to make sure that we raise our children to be strong, faithful, responsible kids. And if we don't stop all this woke ideology that's happening in our schools, there it is. We will lose them and we can't afford for that to happen. The biggest critics of of public schools today have absolutely no idea what is being taught in public schools. They love to say parents should have the right to know what their children are being taught. And yet they have no idea what's going on in public schools. By the way, many of them send their kids to private schools or charter schools anyway. That's a different story for a different day. This is what the right is today. Tulsi talking about abortion after birth. Nikki Haley talking about woke and CRT. It draws a crowd. It gets applause. And by the way, if you can squeeze in a little anti trans rhetoric, even more applause. Will anything turn this around? to where the Republican Party will get back to policy that I disagree with, but policy at least. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what, if anything, will turn this around, but I'll be here waiting. And if they ever want to talk about policy, I'm glad to talk about it with them. One of our sponsors is Curiosity Stream, the best place to find and watch documentaries on politics, history, science, technology, nature, you name it, they have it. Curiosity Stream has a deeper collection of documentaries than any other streaming service. They add new titles every week, including exclusive award winning films and shows you can't watch anywhere else. I just watched Ancient Engineering. Fascinating insights into how stuff was built before 
modern technology and the industrial revolution. You can watch Curiosity Stream on all of your devices, phone, desktop, game console, smart TV. I'm always finding great documentaries on Curiosity Stream that I can't find on any other platforms. It's really the only place to go for documentaries. And they have a special deal for my audience. You can get Curiosity Stream for 25% off. Just go to curiositystream.com slash Pacman and use the code Pacman. That's curiosity slash Pacman. Use code Pacman to get a subscription for 25% off. The link is in the podcast notes. So last week I played for you a clip of one of Donald Trump's new defense attorneys, Joe Tacopina, on MSNBC being interviewed properly by Ari Melber and lunging at papers that Ari Melber was holding. That's how Joe Tacopina reacted to an actual real interview with questions that are not just softballs. We now have a different sort of interview. What's interesting is that this was a completely friendly interview. Joe Tacopina appeared last night with Fox News's propagandist Mark Levin. Very comfortable interview, very friendly. There was no lunging for papers, but Joe Tacopina is just as unhinged. Take a look at this. This is if this is the guy that's going to defend Trump if Trump is arrested. I don't know, guys. I'm not sure. But let's start out with just a basic question, one that really only has one answer, no matter what side of the political fence you, you sit on. Does anyone actually believe that if someone else were accused of paying hush money to avoid a publicly embarrassing sex scandal, which the president vehemently denies vehemently? Right. But which, by the way, never happened. Right, Joe? Um, but regardless of that, if anyone else were in that situation with, with these set of facts, would they be prosecuted? The answer, Mark, by all accounts is 100 percent no. Now, what Joe Tacopina and this is this is the problem when you don't have a real interviewer, a real show, right? Like, like this, when you just have a softball thing is that there's two issues here. Number one, it's not that they're just going after Trump for political reasons, because Michael Cohen served prison time for participating in this very same criminal conspiracy. So if you want to be fair, Michael Cohen's crimes were committed in service to Trump. You would think that points to maybe Trump does have some liability here. And of course, secondly, the element of this that Joe Tacopina doesn't include is that what is at issue is the laundering of the hush money through Trump's campaign. And so the idea that oh, it's just political, nobody else would be arrested for hush money related to an affair, which they don't even do. Well, we're talking about a different situation, a different set of facts and money laundering through a campaign. Next clip. And again, Mark Levin is just useless here. That's what really is troubling, because if you think about it, all decent people, whether politically opposed to Donald Trump or in favor of Donald Trump, should be concerned about this weaponization of a prosecutor's office to go get a political opponent, because well, if you can prove that that's what happened, that would be one thing. But we know Michael Cohen went to prison over this. So it's not merely a prosecutor saying, let's see if we can get Trump on this. Cohen was prosecuted and went to prison for his involvement in this very same incident. Now, that being said, I will admit, I don't think the Stormy Daniels case is the strongest case against Trump. But Maybe this will open the floodgates for other prosecutors to say, all right, it's it's time. 
It's time. Here's another clip of Takapina. It's called it from the dead, the Stormy Daniels case. There's no crime here. The only potential crime here, Mark, is that Donald Trump was an extortion victim. Ah. When someone says, give me money or I'm going to tell a nasty story about you, true or not, that's even that's absolutely irrelevant to that equation. True or not, I'm going to tell a story to the press. I'm going to embarrass you, your family, unless you give me money. That's extortion 101. Now, remember, whether or not Trump had an affair with Stormy Daniels, whether or not Stormy extorted him, which, by the way, if it was extortion, Trump should go after her for extortion. Uh, regardless, that doesn't mean Trump had to launder the payment through his campaign, which is what's at issue here. You could say she extorted money out of me and I gave her the money for an affair that never happened. OK, but then there wouldn't be a crime, except look at how it was handled financially. And again, Levin won't force Takapina to contend with that. And Takapina certainly isn't going to um, this guy. If this is the sort of defense that you have to remember with people like Trump, typically you've got your TV lawyers who say one thing and then your court lawyers who have to manage the, the, the situation in a different way. Sometimes there's a little overlap, like with that Alina Habba, who got herself into all sorts of trouble being both Trump's TV lawyer and real lawyer. My hope for Trump is that Takapina is not actually going to be managing this for him if indeed Trump is arrested tomorrow. With Trump's arrest looming, he is now begging for money, begging for money. First and foremost, Trump also dumping in the George Soros stuff. Let me mention that. George Soros, the club for no growth and other globalist special interests, including the Koch family, will spend billions and billions of dollars against us and they don't have our interest at heart. They want a president that can be controlled like a puppet. And that's exactly guys. It's it's all the words, right? Soros, puppet, globalist. Exactly what they get with somebody like Joe Biden. Instead, our movement is funded by patriots like you who are fighting to take our country back. So the context here is we need money to fight against Soros and the indictment and the whole thing and to make America great again. Nothing terrifies Soros more than seeing millions and millions of hardworking Americans donating five, 20, even 47 dollars. There you go. When George Soros at age 92 plots against Trump by getting him arrested and he sees Joe Blow donating 47 dollars, Soros is just quaking in his boots. Look at the imaginary fantasy world he has to create in order to get people to donate money. To save our country from Democrats destruction, you see what they're doing to our cities. They're being destroyed together. We will make America great again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make America great again. Trump then posting also continuing to ask for money on Truth Social. Quote, if you're doing poorly, as so many of you are, don't send anything. If you're doing well, which was made possible through the great policies of the Trump administration, send your contribution to DonaldJTrump.com. We have to take back our capital C country and all caps make America great again. That that's like a little extra thing in there. If you're not doing well today, it's because of Joe Biden. If you are doing well today, it's because of my policies from years ago. But send Trump the money. (laughs) If you're doing well, for whatever reason, send Trump the money begging for cash as his arrest looms. Can he even possibly raise enough money for the number of criminal cases that there could critical word could be 
coming up against him. We will see and we will see if indeed he gets arrested tomorrow. Alex Jones, the Infowars conspiracy theorist, you know that he's going to weigh in on the allegedly looming arrest of the failed former president, Donald Trump. Here is Alex Jones with some kind of emergency alert of some kind. Here's his. I challenge you to understand his explanation of what's going on. This indictment of Trump will make him the number one candidate. He's already the number one candidate. But this will add 10, 15 points to him in, in the Republican primary polls. OK, so first of all, I actually don't think Jones is wrong with that. I do think initially if Trump is arrested and it doesn't directly interfere with his campaign, it will help him. I don't know about 10 to 15 points. I was thinking more like six to eight. But I, I, I agree with this part, at least in principle. This will absolutely shut out DeSantis. So you have to ask yourself, if this is assured, like Elon Musk said, to win Trump the presidency in 2024 in a landslide, why on earth will the system be doing it? Because they're scared. It's the same reason the U.N. just indicted Vladimir Putin for evacuating children from a war zone, something that happens in every major war, including in England during World War II, including in Russia during World War II as well. So within a matter of days, in fact, it was Friday that both Trump. Are, are you following this? God, I hope someone is following this and can explain it. Got the news he'd be indicted and that Vladimir Putin was indicted. So whether you love Trump or hate Trump, whether you like Putin or hate Putin, you have to understand this is part of the same globalist system that is moving against leaders they believe are not in line with their operations. Right. Globalist. Exactly. Um, why do these sort of unique events? I mean, listen, the, the, the arrest of a former president, if it happens, it's never happened before. It's literally an unprecedented event in the United States. Why do these events trigger these wild conspiracy theories, which, by the way, they always seem to somehow be very Putin friendly. But that's another part of it. Um, when you have something happen that is unprecedented or rare, or difficult to comprehend in some sense, it triggers people's assumptions about the world and it makes them sometimes question them. And when you have something, the indictment of a president counts, but something like a horrible school shooting, which also triggered horrible conspiracy theories from Alex Jones. When the events are complicated or difficult to understand or horrible or whatever, people end up uncertain and they end up confused. And in such situations, people might look for comfort in an alternative explanation or narrative that is coherent and makes them feel like things are less uncertain around them. And so one of the things that conspiracy theories often do is they simplify com complex events. Oh, Sandy Hook, right? We've got uh, the interplay between um, the gun culture and ready access to guns. And then some people say mental health. And then someone goes, what about video games? And then someone says, what about woke? And right, although woke was not a subject, then all this stuff. People don't want to believe, wow, a random, horrible event caused by all of these different factors. It's easier in, in, for some people to say it was a planned and staged event. That's what this was. And that's what, where you get to that. Now, here, it's all it's kind of the opposite. Sometimes conspiracy theories take something simple that people just don't want to believe and they dress it up to make it more complicated. Well, there might just be evidence Trump committed a crime and so he would be arrested. Nope, don't like that conclusion. So instead, it's 
The International Criminal Court is coordinating the Trump arrest with charging Putin because of some evacuations and globalists and then also DeSantis and the polling and all this different stuff. So sometimes a conspiracy theorist's motive is to simplify a truly complex event. Sometimes a conspiracy theorist's motive is to make a simple event whose explanation you don't like much more complicated. So people go, wow, I don't know what the hell is it behind this? Well, maybe what's behind it is there's evidence Trump committed a crime and what would be appropriate in a country with accountability would be an arrest. Am I convinced the arrest is coming tomorrow? I'm not. But in the context where we believe it is, that would be the explanation behind what Alex Jones is doing here. We have a voicemail number you can call anytime. Here is a call at two one nine two David P about the Spanish channel. David, it's Alan from Jersey. I Please. can't stand every single day you keep promoting the Spanish channel on the English channel. Well, I didn't promote it today. I'm not interested in Spanish. I don't speak more than a couple words of Spanish. I don't want Spanish. Stop promoting the Spanish channel. But more <laughs> importantly than that, anybody that's listening to the English channel can speak English. So they don't need to go to the Spanish channel because they already know English. It's like AT, it's like drive-through ATMs that have Braille. You know, we say, oh, that's great. You know, people who are blind can use Braille at the ATM. But what blind person is going to drive up to the ATM? Okay, beautiful analogy, except it doesn't really work. So let me just explain something here. I understand. You, like, I, I'm not blind to the reality that if you're listening to this show in English, you probably speak English. Great. OK, fantastic. That being said, lots of people know others who don't have the English language capacity to take this type of content in in English, but they do in Spanish. And so I have this huge platform that I've spent time building. And many of you know people who would like a Spanish version of the show. That's why I say, hey, we make a lot of this show now available in Spanish for people who prefer that. And so, for example, if you are a 22 year old whose parents immigrated to the US and they speak conversational English, but would rather political content in Spanish, you can tell them, hey, the David Pakman show that I listen to is available in Spanish for you guys. Um, so I, I don't know if, you know, that that's more or less the explanation. All right. We've got a great bonus show for you today. Producer Pat is back. We will find out what he was up to. We will talk about the impact of the fact that police departments were not defunded, but some have chosen to downsize. Why? What's going on? We will discuss. Kevin McCarthy is telling Americans don't protest if Trump is arrested. Does Kevin McCarthy have the right idea? And lastly, California has entered a contract to make its own insulin and to make it affordable. We will talk about how this will work, whether it will work and so much more on today's bonus show. Oh, the bonus show where you want to make money. Everybody else that makes money to fund themselves is bad. Join me, my friends. Let's make money on the bonus show. Sign up at joinpacman.com. And don't worry, we will be back tomorrow with a new show. You better believe it.